lock the doors, turn up the radio, strap yourself in. Because it's time for the Matt Wyatt Show. The guy who's the color commentator for Mississippi State football and SEC baseball. So, yeah, he brings a lot to the game. And he's right here. Right now. Howdy! Howdy, says Minnie Pearl. Welcome in on this uh, Thursday show. Into the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau. Go with the home team. They are your home team. Excuse me one minute. Okay, all right. Now, throat is cleared. And since we may have to have a tough conversation here, if we're going to be honest with each other, a tough conversation may be required here at the start of the show about Mississippi State basketball, considering what happened last night at home against Tennessee. We may have to have a tough conversation. So, I'm ready. Got the throat cleared. I got, I just poured, you might even, if you look closely on the live stream, can y'all see that? You even see the steam coming out of my coffee cup? Yep, you can see it. See the steam? Yep, that's hot coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany, Mississippi. So, um, you know, I'm ready, I think, to have the conversation. And it may not be a fun one. So, let's go. What else are we going to do on a Thursday before the Super Bowl, huh? Welcome into the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team. Farm Bureau, across the great state of Mississippi. That's your hometown heroes, your local Farm Bureau insurance agents. And then when you look at what's left, okay, so you look at where state is in basketball, you look at what's left, it may require a tough conversation. All right, so I'm inviting you. (laughs) Don't leave me hanging, okay? (laughs) Tough conversations are hard enough when it's between me and you and when all of us are trying to get down to the bottom of something. It's really tough if it's left up to one person to do all the talking. Okay, so there's lots of ways for you to be a part of the show, and I hope you will be. Comment on the live stream. Hey to y'all if you're on the live stream on YouTube or Facebook or Twitch. However you're watching the live stream, tuning in that way, just type in your comment. Post it, and I'll see it right here in one place. Or better yet, if you're listening on the radio, text me on the Country Please and text line. It's 885-ESPN. It's a 601 number, 885-ESPN. If you need the number itself, it's 885-3776. That's the number to text. a great way for you to be a part of the show. Uh, And so I hope you'll take advantage of that. And call me on the Divinity phone. Bill's back today. And so we're clicking on all cylinders after getting to enjoy the company of Beaver yesterday. So uh, y'all call Bill, then talk to me. The way you do it, just call the Divinity phone. Divinity Equipment, Madison, and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. He didn't mess everybody up too bad yesterday. No, uh-uh. No, it was actually pretty good. Good old Beaver. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to most of the show. We had some good laughs with Beaver at the beginning of the show. It was good to, good to get to catch up with him. I don't get down there that often see him y'all in person, so it's just good to hear his voice every now and then, you know. But glad you're back too, Bill. Glad everything went well. So y'all call Bill. And then he'll put you on with me, and then you can talk to everybody else. Number to call, 995-1059. State's out of the tournament. They're out. And there are two types of miracles that could get Mississippi State basketball into the tournament. Okay. One is very obviously very... Matter of factly, go win the SEC men's tournament. Could they do it? Maybe. Is it likely? No. 
have other teams in the past gone and won it when it wasn't likely? Yes. You know, you play the tournament, there's always a chance. Okay, so that's, it doesn't matter who you are, you win the SEC tournament, you're in the NCAA tournament, that's one option. The only other option is to basically go on a miraculous run here at the close of the regular season, and and I just kind of you almost feel like even with that, even and and I'm 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 trying my best, y'all, to look at this very matter of factly. And I know that nuance. Nobody wants to hear nuance after the guy gets on the radio, me, and says they're out of the tournament. I, I I'm just going. You look at what's left for state. They've got eight games remaining, and five of those are on the road. And it's a team that hadn't won a road game all year, a true road game. They've got two wins in the non-conference in the early part of the year that were away from Humphrey Coliseum in neutral site stuff, and one of those was overtime Okay, against somebody like Richmond or whatever it was. Outside of that, true road game is not a single win. And you're about to play... Five of your, do I have this right? Yeah, five of your remaining eight games on the road. Okay, factor this in for State also. And I'm coming to your comments, I promise. But factor this in also. One of the three remaining home games at Humphrey Coliseum is against who? Top-ranked Auburn. Number one. What's the chances they win that game? Slim. Be a major upset. That's why I called it a miracle. So, in eight remaining games, five of the eight on the road, they hadn't won a road game all year, they'd have to go on a miraculous winning streak to move themselves back onto the bubble. Listen to me, y'all. All this stuff, what was it, um, you know, last night during the ball game? Here's a graphic that says, so-and-so says Mississippi State's one of the last four, one of the first four out. That was prior to last night's conclusion, saying State was one of the first four out. First four out, you might as well be one of the first 40 out. What's the difference? You're out. They're putting 68 teams in there. Okay? And and to go, okay, well, had they won last night, we'd be having a different conversation. Sure, we would. If they, if they had won last night over Tennessee, we'd be having a different conversation. But the conversation is still... Even if they'd won last night, what is the conversation? Still is this. Okay, are they still a part of the first four out? Or are they closer to the bubble now? Because winning last night's not going to automatically put them in. Certainly with not with what they have left coming up. So the point is, I think a whole I, I'm just being honest. Given the resume, even prior to last night's game, they're out. I think they've been out of the tournament for a while, regardless of a lot of the talk out here. Okay, so what does that all mean? They're fixing to go back-to-back to to LSU and Alabama. If you've beaten Alabama once, Alabama's a different team in Tuscaloosa. They put up 90-something last night in Oxford and and won. LSU, very talented. You're going to go to Baton Rouge. They, they're very talented. They're not coached that well, frankly, and they have not been consistent, but they're better at home. You're going back-to-back to Baton Rouge and then Tuscaloosa. Then you're going to play back-to-back games against Missouri. Host them once, go up there. Okay, so here's a question. 
Will this state team pick up its first road win of the year at Missouri? Okay, well, even if you do that, it's not a great road win. It's just your first. And it's in the context of all these other games you're having to play in this closing stretch. Back-to-back at LSU and Alabama on the road. Uh, You go to South Carolina. You know, you're going to host number one Auburn. State's best chance all year long to win a road game at this point is at Missouri coming up in another week. And then, uh, or, or more than a week, and then the last game of the year, it's at Texas A&M. It's the two best chances to win road games. So that's why I'm saying it'd be miraculous. Even if they won them all, I think even if they win all these, all in the world it's going to do would take State back to the bubble conversation. That's all it would do. I'm serious. If they won out, <laughs> I think it'd take them back to the bubble. Well, and, and that's – I shouldn't say that because, number one, Auburn's in there. You know, you, you do something – but that's why I called it miracle to start the conversation. One miracle is go win the SEC tournament you're in. The other one is some miraculous finish. Okay, you win a whole bunch of these games, including knockoff number one Auburn, get yourself back in a bubble conversation. That's miraculous too. In other words, they're out. You know it. I know it. They know it. So with that being the reality – What is what is the state of the program? And they've got a season left to play, and there are games coming up, and it's not time for the players or the coaches to be worried about what the state of the program is. They're week-to-week, game-to-game, just trying to win as many games as they can pile up. But we've seen to this point kind of who they are and what the team is, and that is a very middle-of-the-road, middle-of-the-pack SEC team. SEC, one of the best basketball conferences in state, is smack dab in the middle, and that's why you have seen. They have not won a single road game in the SEC. They've lost close games. They've been good enough to push a few teams, but that's it. They pushed Kentucky on the road. Maybe their best effort of the year, but it ends in an overtime loss. You know, an eight-point loss here, an eight-point loss there, a ten-point loss there, a seven-point loss here. It's just an, it's enough to push people up there and walk out of there having gotten beat by about three possessions. That's what they are. And so what is the conversation now? Let me give you an example of the conversation that's happening. All right? Here on the text line, Reds Dog. Thank Howland for his time and kindly ask him to retire. That's Reds Dog on the Country Pleasing text line. H-Day. Country Pleasing text says, I'm a state alum and I'm a realist. How far do we really think the dogs would go in the NCAA tournament? Be honest. With one guy who can score, (laughs) you got one guy who can hit jump shots, and that's Brooks, and you got another guy who can score at the basket, and that's Molinar. And I know we can talk about Tolu all day long, but week to week they haven't had him, we don't know. And outside of that, that's it. You don't have a single outside shooter, not one. You're not winning in the NCAA tournament. Playing half-court defense and half-court offense. Bulldog West says, Matt, I believe Coach Howland's biggest problem has been his recruiting or lack thereof. Well, he didn't have a shooter. Not a consistent threat. Um... Unnamed texture says our basketball program has gone to hell in a handbasket. Thanks for your text. 
I don't. It, that's not the scenario at all. I I'll be honest. I wouldn't describe it as that. I mean, their their record says otherwise, and they're in a very good conference. Um, we I wouldn't describe it as that honestly. When you I remember what it was like before Howland was hired. I remember what it was like after Stansberry and Rick Ray coached for a few years, and that was what you're describing. Not now. I mean, it's competitive now. Um, they are not an embarrassment by any stretch. It's just whatever it takes to whatever it takes to step over that line and become one of the top five or six teams in the SEC. They can't do it. Have not been able to do it. We're not talking about at the bottom of the league at all. Jeremy texted on the country, please, and Texas, Matt, I wish I had something productive to offer on MSU basketball, but frankly, I just don't care about it. Uh, after the rules changes a few years back, made it hard to watch, and I've slowly stopped watching it altogether. Well, uh, let, let me, and then I'm going to come to the live stream. There's a bunch of comments here on the live stream, and I want to uh, get to some of those, and we'll get to a key phone call, but I want to give you some information first, okay, and then and we'll see if it, helps or hurts the conversation. The first guy to comment, by the way, on the YouTube live stream was a bit ago. It was uh, Sven. He was in right away, and he said, Hail State, everybody, and to be honest, I didn't expect much from our hoops team. By the way, Auburn lost to the Razorbacks. Yeah, we talked about that yesterday. It's a tough league. I mean, it, it really is. It's just State, over the last three, four years, they don't have many of those wins. I mean, we're sitting here talking about, is that win earlier this year in Humphrey Coliseum over a ranked Alabama team at the time – the best win in the last three or four years. Really, we're talking about that. And Richard told me on YouTube, he said, this will not be a tough conversation. It won't be fun, but it won't be tough at all. Actually, it's pretty simple. And I think that's how a lot of people feel about it. Coming back to some of your comments, but this is what I was going to point out, and then I'll come to the phone. So when you look at State, that's what's left. Okay, They're sitting there right now 14-9 and nine, uh, overall. In SEC play, wins over Arkansas, Georgia, Alabama, Ole Miss, South Carolina, all at home. Losses in SEC play at Ole Miss, at Florida, at Kentucky in overtime, at Arkansas, and then last night at home uh, against Tennessee. All of them in that eight to nine point range, it seems like, except for that embarrassing loss at Texas Tech which is non-SEC. And then the other thing I was going to point out, too, let's give Ben Howland some credit, okay? With what he did and what he took over, it was horrible. First two years were rough. But in that third year, they had a 25-win team, didn't get in the NCAA tournament, went 9-9 in the SEC, but went to the NIT semifinal. Followed that up, the 18-19 season, got in the NCAA tournament with a 10-8 and SEC record, went 23-11 and overall, got in the NCAA tournament, got beat in the first ball game. And then the next year, you know, you remember 2020, they had Perry and Woodard and had a really good basketball team, 20 wins, went 11-7 and in the SEC, and then the season got canceled. They didn't get to have a postseason, but he had them in a position. They were probably going to be in the NCAA tournament that year. Followed that up. 
um, with last year's runner-up, went deep in the NIT. So one trip to the NCAA, probably would have been two, didn't get to have it because of COVID. A couple of NITs, and the problem is, I mean, you're, you're sitting here staring at Last year, State was 8-10 and 10 in SEC play, went 8-10 and 10 in conference play. Of course, went to the NIT. You're sitting there at 5-5 five and five right now, and with the games I told you that are left, find me the three wins. They'd have to get three wins with what's left to get back to the same conference record they had last year, which got them in the NIT. And I don't know where the three wins are. What, Missouri at home? Vandy at home, and then you're not beating Auburn at home, so you got to pick up one on the road, which would be the first road game you've won all year in the SEC. I just don't see it happening. So this has been a step backward, no question. With a guy on your team that's the best free throw shooter in the SEC and one of the top three scorers in Molinar. All right, Chris is back on line one of the Divinity phone. Hey, Chris, thanks for calling. What's up? Oh, nothing much, man. How are you? Doing great. I was thinking about you the other day. Glad to know you're uh, healthy and still listening. Yeah, I've been away from the, been away from a while, just kind of going through the motions and life problems. But it is what it is. So I think I think what you said perfectly right. I think it's cut and dry. I mean, this is. This has to be the most talented team that I believe we've seen at Mississippi State since Ben Howland got there. And where is the drive from D.J. Jeffries that we saw last year? He singly-handedly beat us in the NIT. I mean, where is that? I just don't think that whatever he is doing is ringing the bell with these young guys. Mm. I don't. I think it's outdated. Well, and I mean, it certainly it certainly like isn't good offensively. You know, like they have they've been pretty consistent at times. They play good defense, but even statistically, you look it up, it ain't like they're leading the league in any defensive category. You know, and they rebound yeah, I mean, pretty well. But but Matt, the best defensive player he's got sits on the bench half the time. And I who, called earlier when it first started, and when Matthews is sitting on the bench, the defense is gone. Like it's not there. Especially if you don't have Tulu Smith in the game. Mm. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And and he doesn't play him as much as he was last year. And that kid was coming out, and we all thought, hey, this is, you know, the NIT showed up. Hey, look, man, he's going to be great next year. And then where's he been? Mm. And I hate to say it, but if, he, if they don't get rid of him and they don't make a splash higher, half these guys are gone. Well, but see, the thing about it is, Chris, with the transfer portal the way it is, I would imagine, you know, if you make a change, you you start even when you bring in a coach, you're going to start your roster over in some ways. I mean, you know, you make a coaching change, guys are going to transfer. Well, who's the coach at Memphis? Uh, Penny Hardaway. That's what I thought. So, wouldn't you think that Mississippi State would be an upgrade from there? Just, a, just an opinion. Well, um, yeah, I mean, it maybe kind of depends on who you're asking. But, yeah, I mean, certainly, you know, from a conference standpoint, but from a basketball standpoint, uh, basketball fan base, 
interest in the sport of college basketball? No, it's not. The SEC is a bigger deal, sure. Um, maybe the schedule you play gives you maybe a better opportunity to get in the tournament. I don't know, but Memphis, the fan support and the interest among the Memphis fans for college basketball is far and away better than at Mississippi State, even when it was good at State. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I understand that, and that's true. But what I'm going to say is this, is that you're going to have to make a hire like that. You're going to have to go get a sitting Power 5 coach. Not one of these retired guys. Not Rick Stansberry. I don't care what Mississippi State fans say. Don't bring him back. And, I mean, you're going to have to go get somebody like that to re-energize this fan base, or you might as well just go get another Rick Ray. Because you're not really doing anything about it if you don't. Yeah. You don't get the fans behind it. But, hey, look, I've been saying it since, what, right at the first part of basketball season? It's almost baseball time, baby. Don't worry about <laughs> it. The guy's reinforced what's coming. <laughs> it sure is. Have a great day. Thanks, Chris. Good to hear you. Thanks for calling. Yeah, uh, baseball. A week from tomorrow. And somebody told us this week, you know, softball starting tomorrow, too, so spring sports are kicking up. Yeah, the state's in an odd spot. Now, season not over, but I do think it is, that's the reality. They are out of the tournament. I think they've been out. And, you know, even if they win last night, we're still just having bubble conversations. So, they're out. What's left? Have to have a miraculous finish to get back in the conversation or just go win the SEC tournament you're in. Otherwise, you're out. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'll put it that way. I'm Matt. Stick around. It's back to the Matt Wyatt Show. All right, back with you. Thanks for tuning in on this Thursday. Um, Let's see here. Some of the comments. Richard mentioned on YouTube, he said, the basketball program has had too much talent and too few results. I think you know what I mean by that. <clears throat> Jason on Facebook says, we got beat by a well-coached team. State has uh, too much iso ball, and we look lost offensively at times. When the going gets tough, we stop playing team ball. Will said on YouTube, Want to talk about underperforming, though? It could be worse. We could be like the Memphis Tigers. This is in regards to the comparison that Chris was making. Joy said, why can't we score in the last two minutes of the game? We play close, blow it at the end of the game. Yeah, uh, the final last night uh, in that Tennessee game was 72-63, right? And with like, you know, around two minutes left, it was 63-61. It was a two-point game, 63-61, like two minutes left. And you get the pull away by Tennessee. And when it goes to zero, all things included, you look up and they went, okay, so in that last two minutes, since it was 63-61, they outscored State 9-2. to You know, it's just whatever it takes to close some stuff out, they don't have it. Uh, overtime, Kentucky... You know, you look at play, they played a really tough ball game on the road at Arkansas the other night, lose by eight, 
That's the other thing you talk about your offense. Look at the offensive totals in road games. Now, last night was a home game, but they, they go score 55 on the road at Arkansas. Score 50 on the road at Texas Tech. Put up 74, that was great, but it was overtime ball game at Kentucky. So a little different. Scored 72 in a road loss at Florida. Scored 72 in a road loss at Ole Miss. You know, comparatively. Okay, so we can talk about State playing defense and rebounding. thing about it is, you're sitting here with your resume having a road loss at Florida, not a very good team, and a road loss at Ole Miss, not a very good team. And in both of those, you go on the road and give up 80 or more points. So those home teams that you lost to had 80 or more. How many times has State put up 80 or more points in a home game this year? Scored 88 against Georgia. That's it. Period. It's just very average. That's just what it is. And you're looking up at the totality here. It's just very average. I'm sorry, they scored 81 against Arkansas. Okay. So we got to include that one too. So we talk about, you know, they've won some home games and they do limit the other team, but offensively, it's just not there. It's just not there. I mean, in, hey, to his credit, no wonder Ben Howland is constantly preaching defense, defense, defense to that team. They can't score. They don't have, they don't have a single 90 point ball game, do they? Can you find one? Not one. Alabama goes on the road last night, puts up 90 on the road at Ole Miss uh, in their gym. A few more comments here. Um, Jimmy said, you can't get beat the way they got beat by Texas Tech and make the tournament. It was over then. Well, maybe in, in, in conjunction with everything else, but I don't think that statement in a vacuum is necessarily true every time. Now, Will is positive. He says, I think we, uh, we're in if we win out. Okay, so if you win out, if you win eight in a row to finish the year, including a win over number one Auburn, we probably are having a different conversation. I guess what I was saying is going on some miraculous run does not really include winning out. They're not winning eight games in a row. When five of the eight are on the road and they hadn't won a road game all year. So that's one of those is what it is deals. So, it's just not happening. And when you, you know, consider everything at state, you consider what Howland took over when he took it. Has he improved it? Yes. Do they recruit better than they did? Yes. Do they win more games than they did? Yes. Are they more competitive than they were? Yes. And it's like this. He took over. They were bad. Had a little swell there, right? NIT, and in the NCAA tournament the next year, missed out on 20 because of COVID. Out goes Reggie Perry and Woodard to the NBA. Back down we go, and now you're you're dipping again. Now you're sitting here with an eight-game stretch. It probably, in reality, means you're not even going to have the SEC records you had last year. And that's with more pieces of the puzzle and an older Molinar. Uh, statistically... You know what's curious to me is like when you go to the stats at uh, for SEC basketball at secsports.com, the official league website. In football season, the team stats are arranged first, and you got to scroll all the way down to find the individual stats. But it's 
in baseball the same way, but in basketball, they flip it. In basketball, they flip it. They do all the individual stats first and then come the st team stats at the bottom. Why do they do that? Why is basketball different than the other sports? It shouldn't be. It's a team sport. Team comes first. It ought to on the stats page also. At any rate, State is exactly in the middle in scoring offense in the SEC. Out of 14 teams, they're sitting here at number seven. Scoring defense. How much you give up? State, where are they? Seven out of 14. Just right smack dab in the middle. That's where they are. You know, just barely good enough to not be in the bottom half of the SEC. Just, just right smack dab in the middle. Scoring margin, they're at number eight in the SEC. Free throw percentage, they're at number six. Just right there in the middle. Now, they're up there in field goal percentage, but why is that? They don't take any threes. They don't hit them. And in terms of defensively, we can talk about them playing good defense, but field goal percentage defense, they're 10th in the SEC out of 14 teams. They're near the bottom. Shooting threes, defending threes, they're at, offensively they're at 7th in the, in the SEC, 7 out of 14. Three-point defense, perimeter defense, 11th out of 14 teams. I think the only category they lead the league in is defensive rebounds. I think they lead the league in that category. Molinar individually leads the league in, in uh, free throw percentage. He is the third leading scorer in the SEC at 18 points a game after last night's ball game. Let me hit some text because I don't want to get too far behind you. I've got thoughts that we need to get to here. So uh, let's do that now. <clears throat> Hoghead Cheese on the Country Pleasing text line. He says, the good news is that baseball season is on the way. Mailman David said, middle of the conference, plays in a good conference, can't seem to find enough to get over the top teams. Are we talking about the basketball team or the football team? <laughs> well, yeah, it's kind of a – but I, look, I'll be honest with you, David. I mean, yeah, those, those broad terms, but you play so many more games in basketball, number one. Number two – you know, 68 teams are getting in the NCAA tournament. If these teams are getting in the NCAA tournament, we're having a totally different conversation. To I'll be, I'm just being honest. Y'all tell me if I'm wrong. But to me, when, when you play a 12-game schedule and you win seven in football, in a conference like the SEC, that's a whole lot better than finishing 7th or 8th out of 14 teams in basketball and, and, and not getting into a field of 68 postseason. That's just me. And, and frankly, when we're talking about recruiting and everything else, you look at Mississippi State. Okay, you say middle of the conference, can't seem to get over the top teams. Is it... Is it harder to get over and get up there with the top teams in football, or is it harder to do it in basketball? Which is it? I'll tell you this. You can do it in basketball. You, you can't do it in football. You can't recruit like Georgia and Alabama and now Texas A&M in football. Can't. Unless you get out the checkbook. <clears throat> and Nick says, I propose we just put a top golf in the hump. Well, listen, you mentioned the hump, Nick, and that's the other thing. You know, yesterday on social media, out pops a lot of um, 
some some drawings and renderings of the new updates that are going to start having the renovations of the hump. They're going to turn like the hump into kind of a new place. It may look some of the same on the outside, but on the inside, it's really going to look totally different. Big time renovations, new entrances, and a new look on the inside, new seating, premium seating, all kinds of stuff. They're going to renovate the hump. That stuff gets out there yesterday. You know, if you're going to go down that path, <clears throat> you also have to consider kind of what's the trajectory of this thing. St. Louis Vic says, um, Matt, is there any fire to go along with the fan smoke that Mississippi State's going to look to hire Jackson State's women's basketball coach, Tamika Reed? Yeah, I, I don't know about that, Vic. That's the first I'm hearing of it. So I don't really know. Uh, Hoghead Cheese says, when you're in the middle... That means you're mediocre. Jason in Flagstaff said, I'd rather keep Howland than hire Penny Hardaway. That guy's not a good coach. They were last four out, according to Lenardi, last bracketology he put out uh, before COVID shut down the 2020 season, talking about State. He said State most likely wasn't going to make the tournament either uh, without making the SEC final. So, Okay. See, and that was that was weird because the year before they were a 10-win SEC team and got in. That year that COVID shut it down, they had 11 wins in the SEC. Um, and I was thinking they had a better shot of getting into that postseason, but maybe they didn't. It's just stale, and it's another stale year with eight games to go. It's just it's what it is. All right, move to some other stuff next. I'm Matt. Stick around. Any idea what time it is? It's time to get back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Talking more great sports for you, Mississippi. Online transmission is ready, sir. All right, back with you. Just a couple other things here. I did want to point this out. It's, a, it's an interesting question, I think. If you wanted to look at the Ben Howland era so far at Mississippi State, and boil it down to something more specific. Other than just going wins and losses, season trend, kind of fan supports flat and all this, you know. But if you were to go a little more specific and really really dive in. Now, it might take a, a sure enough basketball coach or X's and O's to look at it. But just an observation. What do y'all think about this? Specifically, what about a shooter? Who is, if I were to ask you, who is in the Ben Howland era Who's the best outside shooter that he's coached at Mississippi State? Anybody come to mind? Who is that? Okay, let me ask you another one. You look at this Mississippi State team this year. Molinar and his ability to drive. If he wants to create the basket, he'll do it. And hitting all those free throws. And Tolu when he's healthy. And Brooks. Garrison Brooks is in the top 10 or 15 in rebounding categories. And can hit mid-range jump shots, play around the rim and in the paint, at least around the paint and all that. But my question to you is, what kind of difference on this Mississippi State team would one consistent outside shooter and threat to hit threes make? What kind of difference would that make? One. I'm talking about a relatively consistent. What do you mean by that, Matt? Here's what I mean. 
Three-point field goals, three-point shots made in the SEC. State doesn't have a single player in the top 15. Not one. Don't have a single player in the top 15. Of three-point shots made. We're not talking percentage. We're just talking about making them. They don't have one guy in the top 15. You go, well, there's a lot of players in the SEC. Yeah, well, hang on. Here's the thing about that. I'm not even going to give you the names. I'm going to just tell you where the players are from in the top 15 three-point shooters in the SEC. Bama, Tennessee, Kentucky. This is in order, starting at number one, one through 15. Bama, Tennessee, Kentucky, Arkansas, Georgia, LSU, Florida, Auburn, Vandy, South Carolina, Bama, Ole Miss, Auburn, South Carolina, Florida. Let me tell you what I noticed about that. Everybody's got at least one shooter in the top 15 in the SEC from three-point range except Mississippi State. Everybody. Well, I'll take it back. A&M doesn't have one. Okay, so we found one. Everybody else has got at least one guy in the top 15 in the conference hitting three-point shots. And the good teams have more than one. Bama's got two guys in the top 15. Auburn's got two in the top 15. Heck, even Florida has got two in the top 15 in three-point shots. Georgia's got a guy in the top 15 in three-point shooting. Just making the shots. Ole Miss has got a guy in the top 15. And you look at, we talk about talent and everything State's team has. If they just had one guy who would go out and hit shots outside the three-point line, enough to be in that group right there, the top 15. I want you to think about the difference it would make on this team. To me, that's a huge difference. And that's kind of – when I ask the question, people go, you can't answer it. Who's the best outside shooter that Ben Hallen has coached at Mississippi State in this time? Is it Tyson Carter? Okay. We'll see where things go. I think I'm doing it right this time. Over on the phone line, the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson. Get ready. I did it right this time. JSU won on line one. How are you? <laughs> I sure won't tell you play my, my theme music. <laughs> <laughs> it took me several months to, to get it right, but I'm glad I finally hit the button in time. How are you doing? Oh, yeah. Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. But good. Uh, now they, they need to take Tamika Reed, uh, name out their mouth. Okay. Don't talk leave about her it. Over, leave her at Jackson State where she, why she's doing her good job over there. She really is doing a great job. And, and Bill has been telling me about it and reminding me about it because um, – uh, he, you know, Bill, who works at the radio station, and they carry some of the games, and so he he hears, and of course he hears Rob J talking about him, everything. So he's been giving me the updates that they're winning a lot of games, and apparently she's got that program rolling. Rolling. Uh, they undefeated last year, and they undefeated so far this year in the swag. How about that? Yeah. They're doing a heck of a job for sure. Them ladies can play. Yeah, they definitely can. Well, that's what I was, that's what I was calling. Them, okay, you know, so the so the the message is, stop talking about Coach Reed. Just just there you go. <laughs> get, just get, up, just get, get it out of your mouth. Okay, 
All right, we'll do it. Thanks for the call. All right. <laughs> his whole, he is a good one. His whole purpose of the whole call was just get her name out of your mouth. Leave yeah, her I where she is. I heard they were talking about her, about getting her. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't they? I mean, they should. She's that good. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? That's, it makes a lot of sense. Now, I don't care what conference you're in. It's your level of competition in college basketball. You go undefeated in conference play back-to-back years, then uh, you know what you're doing for sure. For sure. Uh, back over to Chris. He's back with us on line two. Hey, Chris, what's up? Okay, so I got one question for you. And then I got one more comment as I leave. When was the last time Mississippi State had a more than decent three-point shooter since 1996? Yeah, more than decent. Uh, I mean, that's an interesting more way to decent. say like, Yeah, Dominant. I mean, you know, you want to go dominant to more than decent. Just really good. Because, I mean, you look at it, Rayburn Johnson – might be one of the better, and he was just like Barry Stewart. They were very streaky. Streaky. They were not consistent. I yeah. mean, just streaky. Because Barry Stewart might hit seven in three or four games in a row and then may not hit another one for a month. Mm-hmm. And Rayburn Johnson was the same way, and then when they did have the hot hand, they wouldn't feed him. And then the other thing I was going to say, I was trying to say it, and I guess I, I waited a little too long earlier. I'm going to make a hot take. And a hot prediction right now. Mark it down. February the tenth. We're going back to back in baseball. Back Y'all to have back. A great day. Thank you, Chris. I like it. He said it on February tenth, and it was about this time last year. He said we're going to win the national championship in baseball. Well, I'll tell you this, Chris. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll certainly take it. I'm not even trying to be selfish and say. They this team for state must go back to Omaha and win the whole thing. Just go back to Omaha. I had so much fun following that team and watching them play in Omaha last year. I just want to go back. I enjoyed that so much. From they had a nice hotel room. You could walk everywhere you went. The weather was phenomenal. It was a little hot, but it was phenomenal. You can rent scooters, ride around town, and they got all these parks and lakes and nice people everywhere. Of course, the team was winning. That helps. Made the trip to the Field of Dreams. Love driving through that part of the country. Man, you get me up there in Tennessee and Missouri and in that area, driving through and around St. Louis. I just loved all of it. I want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, team. Matt wants to go back. <laughs> and Here's the thing about it, too. I mean, the program has been to – so that last year was what, their third – was it their third straight or their fourth straight? I think it was the third straight. Last year was the third straight, so they're I'm trying to sure make it four. I'm somebody will tell us. Yeah, and they'll tell us. I think last year was the third straight trip to Omaha and maybe their fourth straight trip to the Super Regionals. That would make sense, wouldn't it? Could be. Yeah. Let me count that up. They've been there a lot. Uh, 20 got canceled, 1918, yeah, something like that. Anywho, it ain't like they haven't given me plenty of chances, okay? I mean, I, I need, to, need to stop being so uh, spoiled. Anthony from Tupelo, he said maybe DJ Stewart. 
he'd make a huge difference. You know, and, and look, some of the shooters that we talk about that they've had, guys who could hit outside shots, it was just so streaky. It was not, it's not what you would call consistent. Look, and I'm going to be honest, even Tyson Carter. Tyson Carter was such a, an excellent player, especially as a senior, and would, would have some games where he'd hit some threes and get hot. But you basically have had the same thing this year. A few times, somebody get really hot. I think Tyson was a better shooter than some. But Eric Holman... He would at times get hot from the outside, but it was maybe once every four or five games. You know, that'd be the same thing for DJ Stewart. But they just haven't had the night in, night out guy that you gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta weight your defense on guarding this guy on a perimeter because if not, on a bad night, he's gonna hit four threes. You know, you don't have that. And with a lot of the other pieces, they sure could use it. And and when I bring up a stat like that one, look, not one play – you don't have a single guy who's made enough threes to even be in the top 15 in the SEC. When every other team's got – when we're talking about bad teams like Georgia and Ole Miss and some of them, they've got a guy in the top 15. You're sta- you just have one guy who hits enough from the outside to, to add that element on the offensive end of the floor. It would just make such a huge difference with the other pieces they have. That's the one specific thing they are really, really missing. All right, basketball, shut the door on that. We're moving ahead to other things in Hour 2, including previewing the Super Bowl. Picks on that one coming up in Hour 2. Stay good.